Welcome to Living to the Max with Laura and Zach. Have you ever wondered why some people are living the life of their dreams and others are just dreaming of living? The truth is, too many people are living an average life and accepting that as their destiny. They have bought into the lie that life is about merely surviving. And that lie is making people broke, sick, tired, and lonely. If you refuse to accept the status quo and desire to live the extraordinary life you are called to, then this podcast is for you. If you are willing to do your part to create your dream life and you desire to fulfill your God-given purpose, then welcome to the movement. The Bible says the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but that God came to give life and life in all its abundance. God created you with a purpose and designed you to live an abundant life. The question is, will you accept the life he has called you to live? Join your hosts, Laura and Zach, as together we learn from principles in the Bible how to do our part to get the most out of our finances, health, and relationships. And ultimately, how to live life to the max. Hey, how are you doing today? Welcome to Living to the Max. I'm Laura. And I'm Zach. And we are so glad to have you hanging out with us today. So we are starting this series called Unstuck. Um, And I know for me, one of the most frustrating things is feeling stuck. I'm not a very patient person, (laughs) am I, Zachary? Sure you are. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate you, it. You are. I shouldn't say that about myself, you actually. Not. You are. I'm a very patient person. You are significantly more patient than when we got married. This is a true statement. Um, so we're starting this series and we're going to be covering um, all different areas in our life that, you know, we easily get stuck in and they're important areas, you know, and today we are, we are going to be talking about being stuck in regards to our purpose, or some people might call it your calling. And I um, happen to know a lot about this. <laughs> so, um, uh, No, actually, I think I know a lot about this. <laughs> so the question first is, have you ever asked yourself, what is your purpose? Have yeah. you ever felt like maybe you didn't have purpose, maybe for a time, a season, a lifetime? I'm not sure. Or, um, or have you even considered what your purpose might be. Of course. <laughs> Not everybody has. This is true. Um, so this is the thing. We're going to share with you a little secret about purpose. Um, and it's a relatively easy secret. However, it took me, at least me, I don't know if it took you this long, but it took me at least eight years uh, to learn this. Did it take you eight years? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Mostly because I'm not entirely sure where you're going with this. So... <laughs> After you reveal, (laughs) then I will answer. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to take you back eight years ago. We had just gotten married. It was so wonderful. Um, But there was a lot of other things that had transitioned, particularly in my life. I had moved um, to a different area. I I had transitioned out of what I was doing my my job before and so I was home and Zach was working you were working long hours I mean it was a good 10 11 hours you worked in 45 minute drive away you still do but um so you would be gone like 10 12 hours a day and I would be uh sitting home I remember very vividly you know I was like oh I'm married yay 
and then I wasn't working, and so I, w- I would get up early with you and cook you breakfast, and I would, like, send you off to work. Pack my lunch. Yeah, I'd pack your lunch, send you off to work like a nice, like, housewife, and then I'd, like, look at the clock, and it was, like, 6.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh well, now what do I do? I don't have anything to do until 6.30 tonight when he gets home and make him dinner. Thank you for packing my lunches, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. So I, vi- I remember vividly sitting there on the couch many days going, I, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing? You know, And I, I mean, I was looking actively looking for another, another job at that point because I still thought like a job was my only purpose. Oh, and- I know. Hallmark chick flicks? Hallmark. It sounded like you said homework. Hallmark. Hallmark. Um, did I watch Hallmark Chick Flicks? I don't really. I think I watched a lot of Netflix. I think I binge watched Netflix. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyways, the point is, every day Zach would come home, uh, and it was the same conversation, like literally at least four times a day, uh, four times a week, uh, maybe more. And um, Zach would come home, and he'd be like, "I'd be like, oh, how's your day?" And he'd tell me about his day, and then he'd be like, "How's your day?" And I would say the same thing in this just tone of despair. <sighs> I have no purpose. I feel like I have no purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. It was always revolved around purpose. It's a shame that I didn't have the phrase despair anchor uh, at that point. Anyways, if you don't know what we mean by that, look back in our other episodes. It's one of our favorite phrases. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really did. I felt purposeless. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before, prior to this, my purpose had always come from doing Um, I always focused on what I was doing. And so if I wasn't doing anything, a.k.a. a job, I had no purpose. Um, And I look back at that version of myself and go, what were you thinking? There's so many things you could have been doing. (laughs) But that's not where I was in my life. And so um, because I was focusing on doing and I was focusing on doing something that I got paid to do, a.k.a. a job. Um, And I struggled during that time a lot with contentment, with comparison syndrome, with depression, with anxiety. And it was a really, it was a pretty dark time in my life. Um, You have a funny look on your face. Why is that? I just don't know if contentment's a word. Um, It sounds funny. Contentment is is totally a word. Anyways, so. um, Sorry. So. What was my solution to all this? I was stuck in this like rut of like uh, despair, anchorish uh, behavior, and just didn't know what my focus. I mean, what like what my purpose was. And so my solution was to conform to the cookie cutter mold of today's version of the American dream. And so I figured, well, we had already bought a house. Check. Y- yeah. Um, it even had a white picket fence. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a picket fence, but it was a white fence. We tore it down. And it was ugly. <laughs> but point being, uh, um, and you had already had a job that was a good, a very good job, and you were moving up in the company, which was, you know, that that was the goal, right? Career advancement. Career advancement, exactly. You can check that off the list. Um, so, you know, what we were missing, we were missing kids. You know, I figured that I would feel content and have purpose as soon as I became the soccer mom and as long as i had the honda van and 2.5 kids that would be weird so actually two um then and you know i was driving them to their games and going on parent teacher things whatever then i would you know have purpose and hear me when i say this there's nothing wrong with those things and some people are very much called to being stay-at-home parents and 
there's nothing wrong with that. Um, however, I was trying to fit into a box. And this is, uh, <laughs> I want to share with you this saying that I heard from NFL's Justin Forsett. That's his name, right? Justin. Okay. It sounded weird for some reason. But anyways, um, we are really distractible tonight. <laughs> anyways. <Kind of> like <laughs> yes. So anyways, um, he had this saying that I loved. He said, and I quote, boxes are for things, not people. And I heard that and I said, oh, like, yeah. And this is the thing I was trying to put myself in the box that the world that I thought the world wanted for for me um and in Romans 12 2 it says do not and be do not and be not conformed to this world um and I love um this definition of conformed do you want to share that yeah yeah uh made like something from from or by pressure from the outside and you know an example of an example of that would be, um, you know, like when you're making cookies, you roll out the dough, so you're pressing on the dough to roll it out, so you're conforming the dough to what you want with pressure, and then we press a cookie cutter onto it, and we cut out this, we cut out this cookie, um, and so you know we we make the shapes we want, and then we bake them, and then we, you know, we put them into a bag and all that good stuff but conforming that you know that's that's what people tell you um when it's like letting people tell you what your purpose is right and that's the thing like um you know conforming is is when you apply that pressure into the shape that you want and that happens in life like all the time <laughs> yeah we get we get pressured into think to doing things that you know may or may not be our Right. Our calling, I guess, is and and this is what I have learned personally. And I don't know if you feel like this too, but I've learned that like the world and people will always, and I'm going to repeat, always try to tell you your purpose if you don't choose your own, and if you don't know what it is, somebody will tell you. Always. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, actually, it's kind of funny. there was a, a gentleman was texting me from work, um, actually this evening. And, you know, he's, he was kind of ribbing at me for, um, he's, he's doing fairly well in the stock market currently. Um, and he was kind of ribbing me because I didn't jump in on the bandwagon just because I don't, not that I think trading's wrong or anything like that. I just, what he's, his method would not be one that I would use personally because I, I'm much more of a strategy person and he's looking at news and things like that. And so he's, he's kind of giving me a hard time and, and the old me might have felt pressured to actually go and buy stock because, Hey, everybody's doing it because prices are so low. Well, yeah, that might be true, but if you're not comfortable and you haven't done your homework, then why would you let somebody pressure you into something? And if you're not focused on it, you have the time to spend to, to, you know, put the time and effort in, then don't, don't get pressured into things that you're not comfortable with. So, and there's like a lot of shoulds. And I put that in quotes because people tell you, you should do this stuff a lot in this world. And, um, you know, the craziest thing is, uh, like when you're younger, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but when you're younger, 
people normally have an idea of what they want to be, who they want to be, what they want to do. Our six-year-old right now is in this phase. Like, he has something different every day where he's like, when I grow up, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be this. Like, he has all these dreams, right? And, um, and we kind of innately know, you know, the things we're good at and the things we love. And those things kind of get beat out of you in a weird way when you're younger. Like society teaches you to conform, to fit in, to seek outside validation, to do what everyone else is doing, to survive by the chameleon effect of sorts, I guess. It's like it's like fit in because that's what you're supposed to do. And you're taught that from a young age. And you're like the world teaches you that, school teaches you that, and your parents even teach you that most often, not because they're doing anything wrong, but because somebody taught them that. Like, Yeah, I, and I'm going to add one other thing, because I, I, I had this discussion today as well, which is hilarious. Um, I, I think there's a level of, you know, people, people know that what they're doing might not be their purpose, um, but they have, they have anxiety about, um, you know, either disappointing people or, or standing out to their, to their group of friends or any of that. And so there's this, there's this apprehension to, to go for what they know is right. And, and they, they let it slip past because they're okay with good. Instead of instead of going for what's great and what is their their purpose, they, they and their passion and their passion, they they accept what's good enough mm. because because it is easier because yeah, it's easier and you know we're not a, we're not always the best at lifting people up when they tell us they want to do something crazy or not even crazy, just something drastically different than what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look safe to them. Well, unfortunately, it'll never look safe to them because it's not their dream. Mm-hmm. So how could it possibly look safe to them? Good words, dude. Sorry. No, that's good. Um, the point being is, like, don't let other people determine your purpose, your calling, and your destiny for you. It's not their job to do that. And we give that job and that role away all the time and I was the queen of giving that role away because I was I was a people pleaser I wanted everybody else's approval and I sought after that hardcore and when you do that you give it away like you give that away um and you know we believe that you're created you are created with a reason and for in with purpose and this is an important fact of this whole conversation because if you weren't then it would be like well whatever you know but Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's handiwork created in G- uh, Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, you know, we were called and created with purpose for purpose. And some people will call that, you know, your sole purpose, what, you know, your superpower, um, so, like your calling. You know, people call it all sorts of things. But it's the, the, the idea that God didn't just haphazardly create you and say, oh, yeah, go have fun. Like, he created you for a reason and in a time that you were created, like, in this time. He created you for now, for a reason, for a purpose, to do something that he gave you gifts to do. Um, and when you start thinking about it that way, you're like, oh, yeah. Um, do we want to go into this tangent? Which tangent? I, I, the kingdom tangent. Um, 
Maybe. No. You know. We'll save that for you, another time. Yeah, I think we can save that. You, you know what I really, the other thing, and this is kind of just hitting me as we're, as we're going through this. Not only are we responsible for our own purpose, but we're also responsible to support Absolutely. our friends and our family in their purpose. Yeah. So let's stop. Let's stop being the Debbie Downers and telling people they can't do it. <laughs> That's a funny sh- word, Debbie Downer. Sorry. Go ahead. And and shooting them down, you know, because because what they want to do is, you know, different. Mm-hmm. So. The next time somebody comes with you and says, you know, I really want to quit my job or, you know, like. To do something to that do they feel something. called yeah, to not, do. Not just to quit. To, to, to collect unemployment. <laughs> and, and watch Netflix. That, but, you know, if they really feel called to do something. Support them. Support them. Help them work through it. You know, like, let's, let's start helping people come up with action plans. Like, okay, so, so what's it going to take to get that, get that to happen? Get. Get them asking the right questions, and and let's start asking ourselves the right questions as well. Ask bigger questions. Stop. Let's stop thinking small, and let's start thinking as big as we can. Because God is bigger than all of this, and I we mean, do play small. We play so small, and and we get small results because of it. Well, and this is the thing off of what you were saying is I was listening to a guy who had just recently done a fairly large undertaking as an entrepreneur. And he was like, I was trying to tell people my dream, you know, this dream and this vision that I had been given and they didn't get it. And they were like, I don't know if that can happen. And and then he goes, well, of course they didn't get it. Nobody's going to get your vision and dream and see your vision and your dream except you because it's your vision, your dream, the one God gave to you. He didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. And it is your job and your role to help other people see your vision come to fruition. If you wait for everybody else to see the vision, you will never get you will never do anything because they can't see it because it's not their vision. And so, when you know what God's calling is and your vision in your life and the purpose for you, don't wait for other people to see it because they won't see it. It's your job to get them to see it come to fruition. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit of what I was saying. Yeah, sure. But, but even when you can't see it, it doesn't mean that you can't nurture. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I, I, I'm saying it's, it's, uh, it's a balance. It's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do because people no. come up with outlandish things. Well, and we're dealing. And it's good. We do this with our six-year-old all the time right now, right? So he comes up to us and he's like, ah, "Mom, I want to." Especially right now because he's not going to school and he and I are home all the time. He will come up to me. I kid you not, five times a day with this idea. He'll come up, "Mom, I have an idea." And I'm like, "Oh goodness, <laughs> what's the idea this time?" Right? Oh, <laughs> and he will come up with things that literally, in my mind, I go, "This is impossible. There is no way to create a roller coaster." train in our backyard and ha- like just things that are just like I'm sitting here and I so badly want to look at him and be like buddy we can't do that but I I try my hardest to not squash his dreams and his desires and his imagination and I go okay well 
how do you think we can do that? Or what are some ideas? Or, you know, what if we did this? Or, you know, and you try to work with what they give you and not just, because I don't want to, like, I don't want him growing up. And what you have in the house, (laughs) because building a train with a couple two-by-fours is going to be rough business. Right. And you do, you know, and sometimes it's it's not good enough for him. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. But you do what you can. And my, my biggest goal is to be, like, not say no to him. And if I really can't accomplish what he's saying, I'll be like, buddy, that's an awesome idea. How about you learn and become the person who can do that? Because as of right now, I don't know how to do that. Don't, I try not to just be like, no, that's not, that's impossible. I can't do that. I don't want him growing up with limitations on his imagination. I don't. Cause we all, I, I shouldn't say we all, but most of us grew up that way. And it is not that that's, sucks this whole that makes you stuck because that's what makes you not live out your purpose so anyways that was a rant sorry it's all good it was very good anyways so what i've learned with my purpose my eight year uh epiphany if you will (laughs) epiphanies normally happen quicker than eight years but um is that the only way to become unstuck when it comes to your purpose and your calling is to seek God's purpose in your life and to live in that purpose, to take action in that purpose, to live our superpowers um, that God gave us. Um, And those are those special gifts and the special callings and the special visions that he's given to you and only you. Um, And then not to, to, to live from doing, um, but from being the person he's called you to be. And we'll get into that more in a future episode. But really what I want you to take from this is that like the only way you're going to get unstuck from your purpose is from, is to follow God's purpose from your life. Find it on the inside, what's in you, what God has put in you, placed in you, given to you and live your purpose from the inside out not try to live your purpose from the outside in. And the outside in looks like everybody outside telling you and dictating to you what your purpose is. You can't live life that way or you will feel stuck. I know because I did it. I know because she asked me about it (laughs) like six times a week. Four times a week is like gentle. Six is probably closer to accurate. Anyways. So, but this is the thing, and you're going to hear this phrase a lot. Live from the inside out. God has put everything you need in you. He's created you. He lives in you. Live from the inside out, not from the outside in. Anyways, right. Go ahead. All right. So action steps for, this, for today and this week. Ask God for wisdom and to show you your superpower. What gifts he's created for you to serve the the world with, you know, seek, seek and you will find, but you have to look, you have to look for it. If you don't look, you're never going to find it. Like, yeah. And with that, this might require some quiet meditation time. And I know the word meditation scares some Christians and, or non-Christians. It just scares people sometimes. Um, and it can be intimidating, but meditation really at the brute level is quieting your mind and like focusing and listening and just just letting the being <laughs> letting the spirit come in. I mean, it's just it means turning off the TV, turning off the noise, turning off the noise, and being quiet for a minute and asking. Yeah, and if and if you guys really need some resources um, to help with that, go to our Facebook page. Yeah, and dr- DM us. Yeah, direct message us, and we'll we'll hook you up with some. 
uh, some good meditations, even some guided ones, depending on what you're looking for. But, you know, but even just asking God that question and being quiet. Yeah. will 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 be a good start. Indeed. Um, And, and it's, it's interesting that we don't ask. It's kind of like, um, there's so many references to having kids. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, God is so patient. It's incredible. But (laughs) Like, we throw fits that we don't know what our purpose is, and then we don't bother to ask. I, son, I did that. Our son does it, and we're like, what do you... He'll we, be throwing, we say, we're like, we can't read your mind. Well, well you say that. <laughs> I do. And I, you know, you just, you go, buddy, you, ha- you have to ask for help. We, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know what you need when you're, when you're throwing pillows around and yelling. I understand you're frustrated, but... I don't know what the problem is, so I can't provide a solution or point you in the right direction. And I I really feel like we do this a lot. Right. So So the action steps would be ask and listen. And then I'm going to add to that action step what Zach was talking about. When somebody, when a friend comes to you, support them. So ask, listen, and support, you know. And that may mean asking them tough questions and getting them like, or who knows what it looks like, but... At least don't squash it. Help them brainstorm. Don't squash. Help them brainstorm. You you have to. Ooh. What? That's good. You I, got you got to de- ask. You got to listen, and then don't squash your own well, or others. Well, yeah, because dreams are killed so quickly. Oh yeah. So you have to you have to build them up and and give them some strength before you can really put them to the fire. That's true. You know, don't squash them immediately. Because there's, you know how many people, I've heard this multiple times, and it's so true. So many people have so many good ideas come to them all the time. There's people who have ideas all the time, yet they do none of them. They follow through with none of them because dreams are fragile, and they do squash easily, and our society helps to squash them. (laughs) So don't be that person. Um, So real quick, a quote to kind of leave you with. And this is a quote from Mary Morrissey. um, That's phenomenal. It says, you don't get a choice on whether you create a life or not, but you do get to choose whether you create it out of design or default. Yeah. So the fact is we get to choose how we live our life. And God has a design for your life, but we have to choose to live it. And when we don't choose to live by God's design, you will default to your default life. And let, let's be honest, you're going to feel stuck in that life because it's not really what you were created for. And it's going to feel really stuck. And we know we've lived it. Yep. And it's not fun. Um, so with that being said... Um, we are like super glad that you took t- that you took the time to join us today, um, and we want you to remember: um, laugh to more, love more, and live your superpower out. And have a fantastic day. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so happy that you were here with us today, and we want to invite you to go to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Laura and Zach, L-A-U-R-A-A-N-D-Z-A-K, 
And there you can find us, connect with us, and we'd love to connect with you and to meet you as well. So if you go there and you can like the group there, uh, and then you can follow along. And we also, if you enjoyed this episode, please take the time to subscribe, um, to share it with somebody else who it might be helpful for. If you ever have any questions, you can uh, DM us on our Facebook page, and we'd love to connect with you or get back with you. So With that being said, we hope that you have an awesome, fantastic day, and we will see you or talk to you next week.